nobody is born a racist. It's something that we learned from our older generations. And in our mind, it gets burned. Inequality is rampant from your color or your genders. If you're poor, you're... This goes out to all the women getting it in. You on your grind. To all the men that respect what I do, please accept my shine. Boy, you know you love it. How we're smart enough to make these millions, strong enough to bear children, then get back to business. Who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? Girls. Of course, I cannot sing. <laughs> if you can't tell, that was Beyonce. <laughs> well, her lyrics anyway, to Who Runs the World? Girls. I am Lana, and this is The Quest Show. Typically, I do not record on Wednesdays, but when I release this podcast, it won't be on Wednesday. It may be a Monday for you, but I am just euphoric right now. So I had to come in and I had to discuss uh, the inauguration. (laughs) President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris. So let's back up a little bit. Well, actually, let me start here. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to my friends and my family and everyone else in between. Welcome. If you would please subscribe, follow, whatever it is that will let you um, get the notifications when I do post these podcasts, I'd appreciate it. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at LQLana. So, getting back to my thoughts. Yes, the inauguration. But there was a pre-inauguration as well, which was great. On Tuesday, we finally got to nationally memorialize the 400,000 Americans that have passed on due to COVID. Finally. And watching it, it just brought back humanity, you know, to the presidency. We knew that humanity and compassion and empathy and sympathy, we knew that those things were missing but we didn't know how much we needed them there. We just didn't know how much we needed the compassion, the empathy. But just looking out at all the flags for the 400,000, 400,000 people that have died from COVID, so many that didn't have to lose their lives, but the government was so incompetent 
and the handling of COVID from the very beginning to the very end. If you remember, it was a hoax. The China virus. It's going to go away. There's only 13 people that died. Use bleach, ultraviolet rays. Don't wear a mask. Masks were actually made political. A lot of Republicans did not wear masks and Democrats did. And that was because the president made it political. So on Tuesday night, finally, those lives were recognized. 400,000 people. We all know someone who has passed from COVID in 2020 and 2021 as well. We have close friends that have lost someone from COVID. My mom passed in 2020, not from COVID, but there's no way in the world I know she wouldn't have made it with all of her health issues through this. And we're finally recognizing these people. There was finally someone in government, someone that was going to be our president, Joe Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris, that spoke of these people, that spoke of these lives. Someone, people, they were people. <laughs> they were uh, athletes. They were children. They were moms. They were dads. Oftentimes, there were mom and dads in one family, gone, leaving orphans, essential workers, nurses, teachers, lives lost because from the very beginning, this was mishandled. So they were memorialized on Tuesday, Tuesday night. And it, the universe just started to feel right again. It was like there was just this big collective sigh. The previous president didn't even want to mention these deaths. He didn't like the numbers. He said that the media was uh, making the numbers larger than what they were. Even saying that some states were making it up, i.e. New York. Even went as far as saying that doctors just want money. The same man, I know I'm going down the Trump train, but it's the same man who a ship full of people who were sick with COVID, he wouldn't let the ship dock or give them medical care because he didn't want the numbers. So finally, there's someone that is in the White House that has empathy, 
that has lost, that has lost a significant amount in his own life. And it's interesting because, you know, me and my girlfriends and my friends, we talk about this and it was like, you know, Joe Biden would be a great president. Be just, you know, he, he was a public defender. Is he perfect? No. He lost his wife early on. He lost his daughter early on to a car crash. His two sons were injured on the day he was going to be sworn into the Senate. He wasn't going to do it. He was going to quit politics. And he kept going. He even went as far as to go to Washington, work during the day, and take the train home to his sons in the evening. So this is a man that knows pain. I think every president... Well, I don't know every president because I'm not that old. However, they've had empathy. You know, I don't agree with George Bush. However, George Bush showed empathy. He shed tears. Reagan shed tears. Obama, when he talked to the parents of the Sandy Hook children, broke down. I don't think Trump has ever broken down and 400,000 Americans died on his watch. And the only thing that he could think about were his numbers. So that happened. (laughs) And today was the inauguration. There's so many emotions that I am feeling, and I know that everyone else is feeling the same ones too. We all have that collective sigh. And then there's the other thing of we did it. We got together and we did it. We made this happen. It was a long four years, but we did it. And we watched the fruit of our labor get sworn in today. Amazing. But of course, the sore loser, you know, being who he is, yeah, didn't show up. No one wanted him there. No one cared. (laughs) But, uh, you know, why not do the opposite of what people expect? Why not show up? Why couldn't Melania do what other first ladies before her have done? You welcome the next first lady. They couldn't even do that. So what happens today? Trump does his departure party, I guess. I don't know. His kids were there. He's still calling it the China virus. Racist. (laughs) He's talking about all of his successes. Mm, I don't know. People are out of work right now. He's talking about the tax cuts. Who got the tax cuts, folks? The rich. Pence wasn't there. So you know you're really bad when the guy who caped for you the very most 
did not show up. He said he couldn't be two places at the same time. He couldn't be at the inauguration and he couldn't be at Trump's departure at the same time. So guess what he chose? The inauguration. Right, because he wants to try to have whatever administration he worked administration he worked for or on. He wants to be in politics afterwards, so he decided to go to the inauguration. I'm not giving him a pat on the back. I guess it's the least that he could have done. Um, he still went along with Trump's lies, like all of them. So uh, I'm not for it. I'm not for the pats on the back. I'm not for let's sing Kumbaya with the Republicans right now because they do it all the time. They did it to Obama. Obama went in. He thought that he could change everyone, that he could get along with everyone, that, you know, he could make deals with them. And they fought him every step of the way. They turned on him. So hopefully Biden and Kamala do not make the same mistake. So move right along. The reason that I chose a Beyonce's Who Rules the World Girls is because who did this? <laughs> it was black women and suburban women that also consist of, of course, black women, but suburban women are very diverse. They are white. They are black and brown women. They are Asian. There's just everyone in the suburbs. But women, we did this. We got out here. We voted. We got our husbands to vote, our boyfriends to vote, our sons to vote, our daughters to vote, our friends. We did this. And in return, as Biden promised, he made sure that his cabinet and the people that work for him represent America, all of America, not just the white men of America, but all of America, women, black women, Native American, transgender, Black men, Hispanic. He's got everyone in his cabinet, and I am here for it. So he did keep that promise. Women uh, working in his communications department, his press secretary. You know, there's a press. There was a press briefing tonight, and she did spectacular. Her name is you know, far away from me right now. I think her last name was Saki, I think. Um, but she did great. She was honest. She was open. She was happy to answer the questions. Will she always be happy to answer the questions? Probably not, because it will get tough and tough questions will come because we are going to hold this administration accountable just like we tried to hold the Trump administration accountable. But she did great because so there are minorities in very high cabinet positions, women, and I'm for it. So as we're speaking about women, <laughs> let's move on to 
come along because that is who rules the world. Little girls know that they can rule the world. They saw that today. I mean, they've been seeing it, right? We saw what Hillary Clinton did. We saw Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, hell, before Ruth Bader, women couldn't even get credit cards. Women could not get mortgages. Ruth fixed that. Look how far Hillary got. Hillary, she did break that glass ceiling. She did put cracks in it. So maybe let's go back. Maybe she didn't quite break it. But she put enough cracks in it that Kamala was able to get through. Kamala got through on the backs of women before her. The Shirley Chisholms, the black woman who ran for president. Nancy Pelosi, the boss speaker of the house. And so many more women. I'm so proud just watching her and watching my children watch her. And even my grandson wanted to watch this because he knows someone with his skin complexion is doing something special, something special. I mean, wow, I'm getting like speechless. So yes, little girls know that we can do it. We have so many things that we have to deal with just in the workplace. Just imagine what Kamala had to deal with, the misogyny that she had to deal with to get to where she is. If you noticed, when she took her oath, she had her shoulders back and her head held high because she said, whenever you are in the room with all men, you make sure that you hold your head high and your shoulders are back. Whenever you are in the room and you are the only black person in the room, you hold your head high and your shoulders back. And that is exactly what she did. She made it to where she is despite the misogyny along the way. And that we will save for another podcast (laughs) because there's a lot of misogyny. But I am proud and I am even more proud as a black woman. You know, as a kid, I'm just so happy to see this in my lifetime. You don't even understand. There were not even black dolls when I was a child. It's not black Barbies. There was black generic dolls. And the hair was awful. As a matter of fact, it was like they were bald underneath the hair. It's some type of weird stitching on it. But it was hella hard to find a black doll. It's hella hard to see black commercials unless you were watching Soul Train and then there were black commercials, you know, around those black shows. It was hella hard to watch, to find black movies. Of course, there were the, you know, 
stereotypical black movies that are now our classics because, you know, those are ours now, but they were stereotypical. And then there came a time where there were black movies where black people got murdered first. There's black movies where black people were only pimps or prostitutes or drug dealers. Now, finally, we're in love stories. We're not dying. You know, black producers and directors, they're there. And now we have a black vice president. So yes, sometimes things seem like we have not come far. And you know, there probably should have been a black vice president or woman vice president or a South Asian black president. But we have one now. And it was priceless to watch Obama and Kamala fist bump, the first black president and the first black vice president. So beautiful. And I am so happy that I got a chance to see that in my lifetime. And hopefully one day we will see the first gay president or Jewish president or even Muslim American. So now it's time for some entertainment news. (laughs) Before Trump left, he doled out a bunch of pardons and among his pardons was Little Wayne, Kodak Black, and another woman who's a part of the hip hop industry. So yeah, no surprise, not really entertainment, but I thought I'd throw that in. We all knew that um, Little Wayne was uh, positioning himself for a pardon as a couple of months ago during the campaigning, Little Wayne took a little trip uh, to Trump land uh, and met with Donald Trump, took some uh, pictures that were later used as props. So, you know, we knew then that the pardon was coming because he had gotten caught with, I believe it was a gun on his private plane. So, you know, money talks. And we do know that everyone on that pardon list did pay money to be pardoned. There is no doubt about it because there's no doubt about because we know that Trump is not giving out pardons for free. The man stole from his own charity, so he is not charitable. So those pardons did cost the money. Um, next, we did speak about dolls, um, so kudos to Mattel. Mattel has a Maya Angelou doll. Again, (laughs) this has been a great day. This makes me feel so good that black and brown people are being recognized. And it, it just, I'm happy for my children. I'm happy that they get to see it. So hopefully Harriet Tubman will get on that $20 bill since that is what Obama wanted, you know, when he left office, but 
Trump and his people, um, they ditched that plan. So hopefully there will be plans to put Harriet Tubman um, on that $20 bill. And that is all for today. I hope you guys were as happy as I am right now. You know, we did it. There is still work to do. And oh yes, before I leave, and oh yes, before I forget, let's congratulate Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff, and Alex Padilla, who got sworn into the Senate today. So that is another accomplishment. Look at that diversity. So with that being said, who runs the world? <laughs> Girls, ladies, we did it. Pat yourselves on the back. Get some wine. Enjoy this. Yes, we still have. There is still work to do. There is still a wage gap. But we're getting there, ladies. We are getting there. Thank you and good night. Nobody is born a racist. It's something that we learned.